0: Uh, we're going to go to uh, part three in this series entitled unstuck. Amen. We spoke for two weeks on unstuck in our purpose. Correct. Amen. How many of you feeling a little bit on track now with your purpose? Amen. Amen. All right. Come on. Amen. Now listen, if you don't apply it it's not going to work. <laughs> Amen. you got to take what you learn and apply it. Amen. I want you to go to Galatians chapter 2 and I want you to go to a very familiar passage. You probably heard me quote this a whole lot of times. So let me break it down for you. Amen. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. Amen. All right. stand for the reading of God's word. Paul writes to the Galatian church, to the church at Galatia, uh, and you know, Paul had always been dealing with issues. Everywhere he goes, he's dealing with something. Uh, He's dealing with either false preachers or he's dealing with people who are questioning whether or not he's a real apostle. You know, um, just you know, church life can be <laughs> can be very hectic at times, amen? Uh, but Paul always came up with a great defense uh, uh, for why he believed what he believed, amen? So Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says, I've been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith, amen, in the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me, amen. I want to talk about this morning, unstuck in your self-image. Unstuck in your self-image. How to overcome a distorted self-image. Amen. Um, amen. Unstuck in your self-image. Image. When we talk about self-image, the question really is, what does that mean? So I know that you've asked these questions about yourself. And so the question is, when you look at yourself, what do you see? Do you like what you see? For many, the image we have of ourselves, it's a false image. But the problem is we don't know how to correct it. Uh, We want to be something. Uh, We want to be something. We want to be better. How you want to be better? Um, we have an idea of what we want to become, but it's amazing how we don't really know how to get there. Anybody with me? I mean, seriously, you 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 got all the book knowledge, you you got all of the theories and principles, but yet it seems when it comes down to knowing who you really are your self-image you're insecure uh, you're scared you're afraid uh, the question is what is what impacts our self-image uh, a distorted self-image the effects of that here's some effects of a, a, a distorted self-image insecurity uh, inferiority, uh, performance oriented. If I produce, I'll be liked. Um, if I produce, then, you know, there it is. I'm worth something. Uh, an addictive behavior, unfulfilled longing for significance, and unconditional acceptance. So many people change their identity in the attempt to make themselves, watch this, acceptable to a certain group. You change when you go to work. Come on, come on, somebody. You you don't talk like, all right, okay, here we go. Here we go. Y'all going to make me work again. <laughs> you don't talk like you talk at home at work. Because if you talk like that at work, guess what will happen? We'll be having to raise you some money. So what we do, these people, they buy designer clothes. Or a certain type of car or live in a certain community in order to appear. Amen. But if you go through those doors you'll find out there's a lot of dysfunction there. I believe that because some of us don't have a healthy self-image, we try just about everything. We try to fit into certain things. For instance, kids today, young adults, get piercings, tattoos. Amen. They dress like others. Come on, somebody. Not knowing that their identity and self-image is being shaped by society. Amen. A lot of us struggle with this. A lot of us struggle with our identity because some of us don't even know who we are. As a matter of fact, you're afraid. You're really scared. Put you in a dog alley, you go running. Say, not me, I'm a man. But the truth be told, if you get put into a situation, amen, and see, we've lived with this false identity, or should I say it was stolen somebody else's? We live in a society today where people are doing a lot. I don't know if you have a life lock, but you can protect your identity. We go through a lot to protect our identity, not knowing what our identity really is. Do I have anybody? Today, my goal in this message is to get you unstuck. So that you can discover as a believer of Jesus Christ, how many believers of Jesus Christ do we have in the house today? That you may know that your identity now is different than what it used to be. See, I remember when I got saved, I was scared. I was afraid. I really was. I I did not know because I knew what I was before, but coming into having, I knew I had a new nature. I knew that there was something different about me. I knew that something had really took place in my heart. Paul is writing to the Galatian church at Galatia. And what he's doing here from chapter one to chapter two, he's literally defending his position as an apostle of Jesus Christ. Watch this. And he justifies the message which he'd been preaching among the Gentiles because some false teachers had crept in, watch this, to try to change their identity. In other words, they had an identity crisis. I'll show you something in a minute. They were telling them that as a believer, see, here's what we get messed up as believers, that after I get saved, I got to do all these good things. I can't go to the club no more. I can't drink. There's a whole lot of can'ts. Won't and you shouldn't and you know all that kind of stuff oh God is going to do this to you and God is going to strike you down and if you don't tithe you're going to be cursed with a curse and you know what I mean you're going to lose everything you have so that's what was going on in this church they were trying to bring them back to legalism they were trying to bring them back to the law but Paul was saying to them listen I don't know what happened from the time that I left to the time I came back to this church, but something has happened to y'all because they were somehow believing again that they had to go back to circumcision. Amen. Uh, they, they thought they had to go back to uh, you know dietary laws and uh, eating certain. Don't eat pig because you know, you know, <laughs> you know, pork ain't good for you. You know, <laughs> you know. The Bible said. Somebody told me that. Told, the Bible said pork ain't good. What, show me in the Bible where it said pork ain't good. Saints, I want to tell you something. And I want you to remember this, you're saved by grace alone, in faith alone, in Christ alone, only because of his grace. You don't deserve it, but God did it for you anyways. All right? So so watch this now, watch this. He goes in here and he starts dealing with them. And he says, listen, hold on a minute. I I realize, I recognize something that for some reason, y'all are telling the people in the church now that they got to get circumcised again. They got to do this again. They got to do that again. And and I'm trying to figure out how did we end up back here? Tell your neighbor, identity identity crisis. And I believe that some of you are having one today. I believe that some of us are having an identity crisis because maybe somebody is telling you something wrong. Or maybe you don't even understand what you bumped into the vision church. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. You didn't know it was going to take what commitment what what you say (laughs) live right what you talking about I thought I was just supposed to come no we want you to live but here's the thing the beauty about this thing if you really understand your new identity you'll realize you ain't got to do much all you got to do is be obedient all you got to do is be what obedient So here's what had happened. Here's a question. And let me say this. People can affect your self-image. And false teachers can affect your self-image. Watch this. You know who else can affect, who affects your self-image? Your parents. Your peers. Watch this. Your personal beliefs. Some of you believe. uh Uh-oh, I'm finna say it you can't live without a joint a blunt that's your belief system (laughs) you just believe that you cannot do it you believe that if you give it up you're going to miss out on something tell your neighbor self image Some of us can't live without having a little money in our pocket. If we ain't got no money in our pocket, we don't feel like we're significant. Come on, somebody. Amen. You, 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 that's your personal belief system. Guess what else affects your self-image, your intellect? Think you're so smart. You're so smart. Amen. You, don't, you just know everything. You just know everything. But get you by yourself. Scared. Don't know up from down. Amen. Can't even wrap a sandwich. Y'all with me? I believe you need to know your identity in Christ. But let me tell you what happened to Paul. Let me show you something real quick. Go to verse 11 of chapter 1. Let me tell you something. I love Paul. You know what I like about Paul? He'll call you out in a minute. So watch this real quick. You know how, let me show you, let me, show, let, me let me summarize it because my time is almost up. Watch this. Um, you know how when you with some people, right, and they do certain things, you know what I'm talking about, Patrick? They do certain things and you with them. And they're like, and watch this, but when I'm not around, right, when you come around me, you're like, shoot, I don't do that. Shoot, I don't know what they're talking about. I got a new identity. But shoot, true. I... Praise the Lord, Pastor. You know what I'm talking about, Pastor? Okay, good. That's what was happening. <laughs> From verses 11, chapter 1. Paul caught on to something. Let me show it to you. He says, "For I would have you to know, brethren. Let me see. Is that the right one? Now, hold on a second. Now, hold on. I want, no, 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 no. Verse eleven. Yeah, verse eleven. Watch this. He says, "For I want, I would have you to know, brethren, that the gospel which we preach by by me, gospel which was preached by me, is not according to who. For I neither received it from man, nor have I taught it." But I received it through the what? Revelation Revelation of who? Jesus Christ. Look what he goes on to say. For you have heard of my former manner of life. In what? In Judaism. What else? Uh Uh-huh. Go beyond, uh, of God beyond measure and try to What? Hey, and I was advancing in Judaism, watch this, beyond many of the contemporaries among my countrymen. Becoming what? More extremely zealous for my ancestral what? Traditions. Paul was saying, listen man, uh, man listen, I was a mess. Okay, that's how I used to live, that was my identity before. But go to chapter 2 verse 11. Look what he says here. Here's the identity crisis. He says, but when Cephas, that's Peter, came to Antioch, I opposed him to his what? To his what? To his face. <laughs> because he stood what? Condemned. Why, stay with me now. For prior to coming, prior to the coming of certain men from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they came... He began to what? Withdraw and hold him aloof, fearing the party of what? Wow. Yeah. But what did Paul do? You know what I love about Paul? He looked you in the face and say, man, you're wrong. Yeah. What Peter was doing was, as I just illustrated, right. he was hanging one group when one group wasn't around. Tell your neighbor, identity crisis. Yeah. And that's what we do when we leave this church. Not all of you. No, not all of you, but when you get to where you're going, if you can't continue to be yourself, then guess what? You got an identity crisis. So we fast forward to verse 20 because my time is almost up and I'm on a real clock this time. He says, verse 20, y'all getting it? So he says to them, Listen, get over that. He confronted the issue. Here's what I believe. Here's what I believe. If I see you walking off the ledge, I'm going to say something. But I got some people around me who will just let me walk off that ledge. Let me ask you this Do you have a problem with being corrected? Because if you do, you'll always walk off the ledge. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But look what he says. He says, I want y'all to get a better understanding of who you are. So how do I get over this? The first thing he says, he says, I have been what? Crucified. Does anybody understand, does anybody understand what crucifixion mean? Humiliation. Suffering. Dying. So when Jesus was dying on the cross, he was doing it for you. But positionally, you were with him. You with me? He says, I have been what? I don't know about y'all. Y'all want to keep all these dietary laws and live by rules and regulations, but I have been what? Tell your neighbor, I'm crucified. Tell your neighbor, that I, you got to know what your eye. He's talking about. He's talking about his former eye, the person that's insecure, the person that can't get along with nobody, the person that's troubled, the person that was abused, the person that was hey. He says, "I have been crucified." And let me show you what what it. Let me show you grammatically what it means. It means that. You didn't do anything, everything was done for you. You didn't die on no cross. Matter of fact, some of us wouldn't even do it. A cross? Shoot, I don't want no cross. <laughs> die. Die for who? For you? I ain't doing that. <laughs> Shoot, I like where I I, I like where I'm at. <laughs> See, identity. Identity, y'all. Self image, y'all. So the first thing is this. First thing is this if you're going to get over this, you have to understand that you have been changed in Christ. I don't know how to explain it other than just to say it. You've been changed. But I know your mama said you ain't changed. I know your daddy said, I know your wife said there ain't nothing changed about you. You stay. You the same. You know, that's the first, when you first get saved, that's what people do to you. Ain't hey, no, nah, man, you, you ain't nothing. You, you just faking that stuff. You just go to church just because, Matter well, well, fact, why are you even going to church? <laughs> but, but, but listen to this, y'all. Spiritually, you've been mortified from the world. Spiritually, amen. Your fleshly lust and desires have been broken down. God has crucified it. I'm changed. You got to say it. Come on, say. Say it. I'm I'm changed in Christ. You died. He and here's the thing. He paid the price. I've been crucified and let me show you let me show you the other part to the word, right? Watch this. It means that not only did it happen once, but the results of his crucifixion is still playing out in my life. The reason why I cannot really achieve it is because I choose to adapt the old way of living. But I've been changed. The next thing he says, he says, not that he has a split personality. He says it is no longer what. I. Which eye is he talking about? No. Who live? No. Oh, but he recognizes something. Can I ask anybody? Can I ask you a question? Do you even know that Jesus is in you? Do Do you even know that God lives in you? Identity. The world wants you to believe that you're not changed, but you got to tell the devil he's a lie. He says it is no longer, my question is this, right? How can you recognize it's no longer you living in there? Watch the things you do. Watch the words you use. Matter of fact, Look at where you are right now. You wouldn't even be here on a su- Come on and say amen. You wouldn't even be here on a Sunday morning. It's not by osmosis or anything else that you're here today. It's because you have somebody else living in you that drew you here this morning. What's my next point? So that means you have a new character. You lie, but you lie less. Come on, say amen. You connive, but you connive less. Don't try to be perfect, boo. Just try come on man, come on man you got a new character your yes is yes and when you say yes, I can trust that yes I can believe that yes because I understand that the reason why you're sitting here today because Jesus is alive and well inside of you I don't see your flaws I see the Lord and somebody here I remember when you came I remember how broken you was. Amen. I remember how far the Lord has brought you. Listen, your self-image was affected because of who lives now in you. Stop allowing Satan to diminish that. He says, it is no longer I who live. And Paul says, let me tell you why. Because I was beaten. Matter of fact, I'm in a prison. First of all, if you would lock me up for anything, I wouldn't be writing you to tell you have joy and all this. And here's the other thing. If you would accuse me of being what I say I was, guess what? We'd be fighting. But guess what? Now, I realize the reason I didn't give up on you come on somebody the reason why I didn't cuss you out the reason why come on somebody I'm staying faithful the reason why I'm enduring suffering the reason why I'm still in the race is because somebody else Has taken over my identity. Somebody else is in here. And I want to tell you something. He didn't leave you all alone. He's given you the power. By way of the Holy Spirit. He's given you the word of God. He's given you worship. He's given you his son. And it's through his son. Your light shines. Jesus. Jesus lives in you. What did. Paul recognized about himself to say, it is no longer I that live. He concluded, man, there's something bigger in me. There's something deeper in me. Listen, you can't help yourself. You can't take yourself to no next level. Get to know Jesus, and then you'll find out the first step before you go to another level. See? See, we have it all messed up. The world is trying to shape us. The world is trying to change our belief system. But it is Jesus that's living in you. And every time you make a decision, Brother Greg, to say, nah, I don't want that, that's Jesus in you. Come on, somebody. That's a, that's a locker room thing right there. We ain't gonna talk about that. We ain't gonna talk about Judy. I'm in the spirit, y'all. <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh, we ain't got to talk about that. <laughs> that's that's locker room business right there. That's locker room business. But but you know, but you know it's Christ in us, Benny <laughs> that causes us to say, No, nah, mm, I can't do that. You, you know, every time you make a decision that's right for God, it, you, it's got to be God because you know yourself. How I many know yourself? Come on, y'all. You know yourself. You know you wouldn't be here. Come on, y'all. Tell the truth. Tell the truth on yourself. Tell the truth on yourself. You know you wouldn't do it. You know when you get that extra money out the bank, if, if, if it came out, you would never take it back. You know when you check out at the, at the grocery store and they forget to check out an item, you wouldn't look at your business, hey, you forgot that. But ever since I've been in Jesus, I realized something. That if I take that extra item, I'm b- knocking my blessing. So I'm able to say, no, nah, I ain't doing that. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. It ain't just because you're good. It's Christ in you that's empowering you to live this life. Because you've been cruel. The old you is dead. We memorialized him a long time ago. Look what he says next. He says, and the life which I now live. I love what Paul says. The life I now live in the what? See, I've been saying this, right? He says, but how do I got to live this life? He says, I live by what? Ha! <sighs> See, here's the thing believing Jesus for salvation is one thing. Oh, Lord Jesus. But you got to continue. To believe in him. You got to get to know him. You got to get intimate with him. You got to know his life. You just got to move from he's all right. He woke me up this morning. He put food on my table. You're talking about stuff he did for you. May I ask your question? Do you really know? Do you know him? So the next thing is this. Not only must your character, you have a new character in Christ, but the third thing is this. Third thing is this. Your what? See, I got to deal with that real quick. Your conduct and your what? See, a lot of us don't have confidence. Because we don't know who lives in us. It's gained by imitating him. Jesus says, walk in my footsteps. Jesus says, greater works will you do. Right? But you, who, let me ask you, who are you imitating? Right. you trying to be like uh right. on, cool. mm-hmm. cool. He says, the life which I now live. So, 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 you know, when I first got saved, I, I, I was like, man, I'm saved. And I, and I was like, I ain't got to get no job. I'm going to church every day. And finally, the pastor brought me off and broke it down to me. He said, Bro, you need to get a job. <laughs> he just broke it down real quick. Bro, you need to get a job. Because I was like, Yeah, I was like, Ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, crisis in me, yeah. You know what I mean? I was enjoying the ride. Amen. houses in foreclosure didn't have no food water heater was broke oh yeah lawn the grass wouldn't grow I mean it was just bad and I'm talking about who Jesus oh yeah I'm going out every day walking the streets witnessing to everybody do you know Jesus do you know Jesus and they coming home and we ain't had none pastor let me let me holler at you bro say. And this is exactly what he said. Nick Rowe, you got to go get a job. That's the kind of past I had. <laughs> For real. He didn't cut it. He, listen. He told it like it is. Get up and go get you a job, man. And the next week I had a job. And then I cussed out the boss. I was under construction. I lost the job. But the life I now live. See, I wish they would have told me all of this at the top. The life I live, I got to live this thing by faith. A lot of you want facts and you want reason and you want it to make sense. Faith means just that. I don't know. I don't know. But guess what? My conduct... And my confidence, because that's linked to your self-image, comes from your faith in Jesus Christ. And you imitate him, but you've got to get to know him. All right? Let me say this. We're trying to muster up self-confidence, but it's already in you. you no self-confidence. It's in you. You're dead. And Christ is living through you. How many believe that? How you believe that? Come on, somebody. You don't need no pills. You just need Jesus. You don't need no drugs. You don't need no more money. Listen, you just, need, you just need to know who you are. Who are you? I am a new creature in Christ. I've been crucified with him.